if there's one thing that online business owners are insecure about, it's pricing. What should I price my products at? How do I know I have the right price? We doubt the price in the middle of a launch even if we don't see some sales coming in or a certain number of sales coming in that we think would justify the price. There is a lot of insecurity at play when it comes to pricing. And there is a conversation I think we need to have, I've alluded to it before, about something called price elasticity. This idea that there is not one exact price for your products. And this is a struggle for many of my students. They don't understand this. It doesn't seem to come naturally. So what I want to do in today's episode is explain the concept, help us work through the mechanics of it, the insecurities behind pricing, with the goal of being at the end of this episode, you feeling like you have a lot more confidence in your ability to set prices for your products, grow in the process, and feel like you are on the right track to serving people well without having to feel insecure about the price that you're charging for that service or product. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 147 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Pumped to hang out with you today. Hope you are staying healthy. Hope you're staying safe where you are today, wherever you are listening to this or watching this. Um, I want to bring your attention to public announcement, my book, How to Get Paid for What You Know. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm showing you the cover right here. I'm sorry if you're listening on the podcast. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash book to get more details about the book. Find out about how you can pre-order your copy. You can pre-order it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, wherever books are sold. You don't have to pre-order it through that site. That'll just link you to Amazon, honestly. But at grahamcochran.com slash book, you're going to get more details on the book. Subtitle is Turning Your Knowledge, Passion, and Experience into an Online Income Stream in Your Spare Time. How awesome is that? This is the book that I wish existed when I got started in my online business 12 years ago. This is a very approachable, very easy to read, fun book that gives you a little bit of my story, but then walks you through the six-step process to building an online business from scratch. Whether you want it to just be a side income or a full-time income, it's the same model. I walk you through all of it. It's super practical. And I think it's inspirational as well. So I think I got that blend together, but it comes out March 22nd. I need your help. If you've gotten any value out of this show or any of my content, would you pre-order it, please? And maybe consider pre-ordering a couple of copies, one for you and one for a friend that you know wants to start an online business or find alternative work or just needs to make a little extra money on the side. That'd be awesome. And at GrahamCochran.com slash book, I'm giving away over $100 of pre-order bonuses for everyone who pre-orders. It's simple. Get the details there. You're going to get instant access to the first two chapters of the book digitally right away, including a bunch of other goodies. And everyone that pre-orders the book and enters their receipt there is also going to be entered to win an exclusive coaching call with me for 90 minutes. I'll coach you on your business pro bono. So I'm excited about that. You help me. I'll help you. It'll be a win-win. So check that out and get excited because March 22nd, it drops. We're getting really, really, really close. Unless you're listening to this in the future, then you can go grab the book right now. Um, The other thing I want to give you is more training. Again, we're talking about business. If you're thinking about pricing, because you're you're really the beginning of thinking about your product and you're like, I don't really know, like 
even if I have the right product or you have a lot of questions, I have an entire passive income training. It's a passive income workshop. It's about 45, 50 minutes that walks you through this business model, shows you how to go from no idea to figuring out your profitable idea, finding people to sell to, figuring out what you would sell to them, and then automating the whole process. The goal of this workshop is to help you build a $1,000 a month income stream in just 30 minutes a day. From there, of course, you can scale it up if you so choose. It is free. This is really, really kind of core training that I offer all my students. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. I'll link to all of that below if you're watching on YouTube. Giving you a lot of goods here before we jump into the episode because I never want you to just have this. I want you to take this and more so that you come away with so much with every single piece of content you interact with when it comes to me. So enjoy that, grahamcochran.com slash workshop for my passive income workshop. Okay, let's jump into the episode. Let's talk about price. Um, I find that people get stuck here and it's obvious there's basic questions like, hey, what should I charge for my course? What should what should a membership cost? You know, and there's no one set answer. I I have pricing frameworks and there's there's like recommendations and rules of thumb. I've got entire videos on that. Um, so go check that out. But I really want to talk about more of the mindset of this idea that's a false idea that there's one price. Um I don't know where this comes from. Uh, it certainly doesn't come from the world of business, but maybe if you're not, if you don't have a business background or a retail background or a sales background, then you might come into this and I can see understandably feeling like, oh gosh, um, deciding on a price is just one of those many decisions and I have to get it right. Uh, and there is a right price. Uh, and and I just, I'm afraid I've got the wrong price. And so there's all these fears and insecurities the wrong price meaning it's either too expensive and not enough people will buy it because they're like, oh, it's too expensive. And you're like, oh, I could have sold more if I lowered the price. Usually that's, <laughs> if we just get honest, usually that's where the fear comes from. Very few people are afraid that they're charging too little. There are some, and maybe that's you, because um, that fear would be, wow, I'm selling a lot of these, but I wonder if I could make more. Am I charging too little? Most people, if we're being honest, are afraid that they're charging too much. And what that tells me, and just go with me here, if this is you, this will be a counseling session, okay? Because um, we think it's about price, but it's really, it's really about our, uh, our insecurities and our self-worth and fear and all that kind of stuff. Um, most of us, when we're getting into this, are afraid that we're charging too much. And that comes from our fear that like people will look at that price and think, well, what does she think she's worth that she could charge this much? Or so it's like, what if people think about me down to just baseline, people aren't going to buy it. If it's too expensive, then I won't make any money. And we, we're at a race to the bottom. So usually I see people want to drop the price or usually I see questions like, oh, can I really charge a hundred dollars for a course on, you know, walking my dog, uh, yeah, you can charge way more than that. I mean, but, but for some reason, there's a price in your head for whatever it is you're selling that you feel is like a little too much and it's a little makes you feel uncomfortable to ask for that amount of money. And so you would feel more comfortable if you charged less, asked less. And I don't know where that comes from. There could be a reality and you need to ask yourself this question. We'll get into this, this concept of price elasticity. Don't, don't worry, but I need to set this up. You need to ask yourself questions like, am I really insecure about the price 
Or is is that insecurity just an indication that the product kind of sucks? And I, I actually don't think it's worth anything. And then maybe it's a product problem and not a price problem. Some of you, it is a product problem. Some of you are peddling crap. Or some of you have just like slapped something together and that little voice inside of you that says, am I charging too much for this? Could just be your conscience, your God-given conscience that, hey, it's wrong to charge a lot of money for something that's crappy, right? And, and so we can all agree with that, but that's probably a small percentage of you. But if that's you, you need to own up to that and we need to go back to the drawing board and then it becomes more of a product issue and not a price issue. Just go make a better product. We can all make a better product, that's fine. If your product though, if you feel like this is really gonna help people and, and you know it's gonna help people or you know it has helped people, but you just don't feel like you're selling as many copies as you would like, or you feel like, yeah, I don't know, just the, just the fear, just some fear about, did I get it wrong? Let me just address that for a second. Number one, you don't need to get the price right the first time. You don't. When you build a product, let's say it's your first course, you've built it, you're going off of some recommendations, you're kind of just guessing at what the right valuation on the product is. In reality, you should always charge less than the product is truly worth. You always want people to feel like they got more value than they paid for. And that's not hard to do. Most of the time though, we undervalue our products because we undervalue our knowledge and we undervalue our experience and we undervalue what our coaching in the form of a product, like a course or membership or whatever can do for people. So that's a separate problem. I think we undervalue the, the true value there. But let's say, for example, let's not speak in generalities. Let's say, for example, you are a fitness instructor and you have an online course that's gonna help people. It's like a 90-day program to lose weight, to burn fat, to build muscle, to just get overall healthier. If you were to charge hypothetically $100 for that course, can you be pretty confident that your student is gonna get more than $100 worth of value from that course if they apply what they learned? Absolutely. The way I know that is because how do you put a price on feeling attractive? How, how do you put a price on being healthier and being lower risk for heart attack or cancer? How do you put a price on confidence and feeling good about yourself? Like it's way more than $100. I can tell you that. And we all can feel that. The feeling, the phrase is, I feel like a million bucks, right? There's a reason why that's a phrase. Because when you feel like you look good, when you feel healthy, like you cannot put a price on that. So it's very easy to say, yeah, I'm charging $100 for this online course and it delivers more than $100 of value. If you stop and think about it rationally. The problem is we're so insecure because when it becomes our thing, our course, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. And so that's just, that's an insecurity you're gonna have to deal with. But to be in this business, you can have insecurities, you can have fears, God knows I have them, but you have to have confidence too that what you've put together, if people will watch the videos and apply what you're teaching, it will be transformative in their life and you can't put much of a price on that. So that's why all online courses are cheap. 
They're all cheap in comparison to the true value they offer. It's a fake thing with this rush to the bottom of like, well, of course this should be $19 or $15 or $30. Like this is so arbitrary. This is just people who are insecure trying to just undercut the, the, mar the market so that they can feel better about their course because they feel like, well, I don't have the credibility to justify the price. But if I sell the same thing for cheaper, maybe that works. And that's just a false narrative that doesn't make any sense, but it's what we all believe. So you have to just ask yourself if the product's truly good, because it needs to be good, are you just insecure about the price? Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to just pick a price to start. So if you were that fitness instructor and you thought, okay, I'm going to go with a hundred bucks, that's fine. That's fine. But then this, this is where we enter the conversation of price elasticity. Like an elastic band that can stretch and stretch. It's not just one shape. It can actually stretch and stretch and stretch larger and longer than its initial shape. But there is a point of tension where it will snap and it cannot stretch any further. Price is that way as well. There is not one correct price for your product or your services or your coaching or your membership or whatever. There is the initial price. There is the price that people have paid in the past, but it's not set. For some reason, we build a product and we are maybe open to the idea that I could iterate the product and add to it later and make it better later. But when it comes to price, we, we pick a price and we're like, oh, that's the price. I can never change it. I can't increase it. Because what if some people paid less and now new people pay more? I can't decrease it. Because what if some people paid more and now some people make less? But who said that? How many things go on sale all the time? There was a price and now it's cheaper. How many things were a price and now they cost more? Like, Price is always changing for all kinds of products. We're experiencing that right now with something that's called inflation, something that we all forgot about in the last 10 years because of a lot of government fiscal policy to keep interest rates low and keep everything low so that like people won't freak out after the global recession. We're still like all this policy is like coming out of 10 years ago, 11 years ago, 12 years ago when the world was collapsing. And so we've forgotten about a little old thing called, hey, things get more expensive over time. And the reason they get more expensive over time is because of the giant printing of money. And so like there's more money in the world and so money becomes worth less. It's just this, it's fascinating slash boring if you ever want to study it. But the point is you're experiencing it right now. Cars are expensive. Food is expensive. Gas is expensive. Everything's more expensive than it was a year ago than it was two years ago. Prices, they're pretty elastic there. But for some reason with our products, we're like, it has to stay the same. No, it doesn't. Your price can change. You can stretch it up. You can stretch it down. The, the goal with price elasticity is to find the ideal price for your product for that market. And we don't know just from guessing. That's all our first price is, it is a guess. So it's an experiment. So you're building a product based off of research and you do the best you can to launch it and you think it's what people want. And you might be right, you might be wrong, it might be a mixed bag. Same thing with price. You're doing your best to pick a price that you think is fair, think makes sense, think your audience would, would go for. And guess what? It might be okay. It could be better. I have students who have raised their prices and found that it converts just as much. And they're making just more money. They're like, wow, I can't believe I can charge as much for my course. I'm glad I raised my prices. You could possibly be leaving a lot of money on the table by keeping a super 
low price that's arbitrarily low. You just, it makes you feel better about yourself. Now, you have every right to run your business the way you want to run. Business isn't all about maximizing profit at all costs. That's not the only goal in business. So if you feel comfortable with the price and you know you're leaving money on the table, that's fine too. But I don't want you to leave money on the table or leave your price the way it is just out of fear. If you've picked a price that you feel good about, that's totally fine. I just want you to view your price as an experiment, as something that's malleable. If Let's talk about specifics. If you are a coach and you're selling one-on-one coaching or a consulting business or some kind of service-based business, when somebody comes to you and you're working out whether they should work with you or not, whether you're a good fit or not, and it sounds like they are and they sound interested and so you make a proposal of what it costs to work with you, that should be elastic in your mind. Like, okay, this client, I'm offering $1,000 for a coaching package. Maybe that's six calls. I don't know. I'm making something up. But the next time you work with somebody, let's raise it up to 1,200 for the same six calls and see if they go for it. Then the next time, let's raise it up to 1,400. You just, every time you're interacting with a coaching client, potential client, raise the rate every single time. Why? Because you're, you have to experiment. You have to find when do people drop off? If everyone's saying, yes, your price is too cheap. So raise it until enough people are saying no, but you're still able to make the living you need to make. This is something I don't think people think about enough. If you have 100 people buy a course from you for $50, but then you raise that $50 price of your course to $500, and then only 10 people buy that course, so most people, 90% of who would have bought it say, I can't afford it, only 10 people buy that $500 course, you make the same amount of money. You make the same amount of money. So raising your prices doesn't mean less money. More often than not, it means more money. Did you know the easiest and fastest way to increase your income is to raise your prices? Raise your prices. I have a course called Double Your Sales. And in that course, I teach six dials or levers that you can turn to increase your revenue. Do you know that the first dial lever, and I can't believe I have to have an entire section of this course on this, is raise your prices, functionally speaking. It's a little more nuanced than that, but if you want to boil it down, that's all that one lever is. But I have to have an entire module of a course dedicated to this idea that Forget sales copy, forget your launch strategy, forget how many emails you send or whether you have a countdown timer or not. If you're just charging too little, you're leaving money on the table. If you just raised your prices, you would make more money. Statistically, that's what's going to happen. Now, there is a possibility that you would make less, but that's a smaller possibility than the possibility of you making more. And you just won't know until you try, which is what the idea of price elasticity is. It's just, let's just play with this. I want you to separate your identity and what people think of you and however many customers you can convert from your your, your pricing experiment. You, your, your job is to take off the old people think of me hat, I'm a human hat, and put on the CEO hat. And the CEO's job is to maximize profits for the shareholder and hopefully lead a healthy company culture. Right now, we're talking about the maximizing profits part of the equation. So part of your job as a CEO of any company is to maximize profits to all the shareholders. If you're a company of one, like I'm a company of one, I am the only shareholder of my company. I own all the shares. It's not publicly traded, but I own 100% of the company. So I have a 
My CEO hat has a responsibility to my employee hat and my owner hat to maximize the value of my company. How do I do that? Well, one way, not the only way, but one way is to experiment with pricing and find the right pricing for our products. A lot of times companies do introductory pricing. Did you notice this? Are you um, an Amazon Prime member? Remember back in the day when Amazon introduced Prime, which was this weird membership where they're like, hey, pay us every month. We're going to give you, excuse me, every year is an annual subscription. We're going to give you free two-day shipping on most things on, on Amazon. We're going to give you some streaming movies and TV shows, which at the time weren't very good, and some streaming music and maybe some other pros and benefits. At the time, they were charging $99 a year to be a Prime member. And I was like, well, giving them 100 bucks for nothing seems dumb, but I buy enough off of Amazon that if I get free shipping and it's free two-day shipping, I could easily earn that $99 back in a couple of orders. Plus, I can watch some cool movies for free maybe on Amazon Prime. And back then there wasn't much, but now there's a lot more. Do you know if you're a Prime member that they've raised the price on you? was 119 and then it's like 129. I think it, I just saw an email that it's going up again this year. That goes up. Also, if you shop at Whole Foods and get delivery, praise the Lord that that's a thing that exists, by the way. Where was that when I was raising little kids? My poor wife and I had to go to the grocery store bringing our babies that were screaming and yelling at us. And now you, you ridiculously lucky parents right now can just press a button and somebody brings the groceries to you. Anyway, I digress. If you're an Amazon Prime member and you have a Whole Foods near you, you could order your groceries from Whole Foods and they would deliver it to you for free. It was amazing. Up until it wasn't free a few months ago and all of a sudden we started getting billed $10 every time. I'm like, hey, I'm a Prime member. I shouldn't be billed $10. Oh, I get on Google and find a press release that now Amazon who owns Whole Foods is adding a $10 delivery fee for anyone that orders Whole Foods. Oh, so that free price was introductory pricing, okay? The people that are running this, these companies, they have a strategy. And in this case, it's, a, it gets, it's like the water, you know, the boiling water, the frog in the pot, like just ease you into it. You become addicted to the service. I'm not gonna wanna get rid of Prime. I'm not gonna wanna get rid of someone bringing me my Whole Foods delivered to my door. I'm so used to the convenience that I'm, all right, fine, I'll pay 10 bucks. Now I'm not saying that's what you do, but my point is prices change. Everything is always in flux and it's the CEO's job to find the right price. Sometimes prices go down. Sometimes they go down and that's the right price. So there's, there's no one trajectory. The point is, is to think about price differently. Don't think of it as a fixed thing. Think of it as a moving target, part of the equation. I had a course that when I launched it, I charged um, just under $2,000 for the course. And people paid for it. You know why? Because it's worth it. But I found some people who were on the payment plan struggled to make the last three payments out of six payments. And they're like, I just really can't afford it. And really what that meant is they shouldn't have bought it. They, they really could have afforded maybe a $1,000 course, but not a $2,000 course. And it really bugged me because the course was worth it and the people and people that paid for it were happy to pay for it and got way more value out of it um, 
moving forward, I was like, the people that I really am trying to reach with this course don't have a lot of money. I still want them to invest in themselves. I don't want to give this thing away, but could I find a sweeter spot of a price that is more accessible, that will help them get in the door, see the value, get results, and then they can become an even more premium customer of mine in different ways, through my membership, through my mastermind, through something else, coaching. So I made an interesting choice to reduce the price of a $1,800 course to make it a $500 course, which really was hard for me because I'm like, I'm leaving money on the table. But that was informed from different decisions. So I tried it out and refund requests went down. People bought it in higher numbers. I actually make more money off of it now at that price point than I did when it was higher. That's an anomaly to my experience. Usually I'm raising the price of my courses. My membership, the Six Figure Coaching Community, I launched it at a $47 a month membership and I've raised it twice to the price that I knew it would ultimately get to, but I wanted to make sure I sold it at one price and I offered people a chance to lock in that rate forever if they don't cancel their membership. And some people are still paying me 47 a month. Some of those OGs, uh, I bumped it up to 67. Uh, but the last couple of years, it's been at 97 a month, which is still, still a ridiculously cheap deal for what my students get. But for me, I have found that that's a sweet spot price point. It, I could have been like, oh, I'll just keep it 47 or, or 67 because like, what if people don't pay 97? But I knew I needed to experiment and see if people would pay 97. What's interesting is I'm making way more money in my membership now. Go figure now that it's at 97 a month. So surprising, right? And what I'm finding is my churn, the percentage of people who cancel has gone down I had way more people cancel the $47 a month plan than people that canceled the $97 a month plan. How crazy is that? When you charge more, you get a higher level of commitment and a higher quality of customer, usually speaking. Um, and so I have found that I just have people stay around longer that are even paying more. So you, you just won't know this until you try it. So this is more of a conversation. I'm hoping in this episode that something is sticking with you. So here's what I want you to think about as we wrap this up. Price is not fixed, it's elastic. It can change, should change until you find what you think is the right price, which means your first price is an experiment. It's an educated guess at best. Be willing to, if you're launching a course, have a launch price and see how it converts. If you're getting a half of a percent to 1% of your email list to purchase when you launch something and you're launching well, not just like, here's a couple of emails. I mean, even if you did just a couple of emails and 1% bought, that's actually really good. But if you did a legit launch and you're getting a 1% of your email list to buy, then you know that you have a great offer. If you're getting a much higher conversion rate, then you might be a little too cheap. But if you had a good conversion and 1% or more of your list bought, then maybe when you open up the next time, consider raising the price. Just try it. Do a promotion with a price a little higher. See how it converts. If it's in your funnel, just keep it in your funnel and, and increase the price and just see if it can go up from there and see if your conversion rate stays about the same. The old adage is if you double the price and half the people buy, you still make the same amount of money, but maybe the quality of the people you get is better. So think about your goals there. Like raising your price doesn't mean you're going to make less money, even if fewer people buy. You don't know that fewer people are going to buy. One, and two, 
the higher price point makes up the difference a lot of times. Some signs or indications that you've got the right price. Again, you're converting a healthy 1% every time you launch this thing or when people go through your funnel, the core offer in your funnel, about 1% of every person that joins your list buys it. That's a very healthy sign that you've got a good offer that's right on track. Um, if you're converting at like four, five, six percent, it's probably a little too cheap. I would raise the price. Um, if you're converting at less than a less than a half a percent, you something's wrong with the offer. Let's just say that. It could be price. It could just be the offer itself is not what people want, and we don't know yet. So then you could experiment with price. So I'll give you an example. I have a course uh, called Total Home Recording on the Recording Revolution side. When I launched it, I launched it at $297 and it did really well at launch. I had a few bonuses. There was urgency, scarcity. It did really, really well. Um, closed the doors. A few months later, I put it in my funnel and it wasn't selling very well at $297. My marketing director and I were talking about it. And he said, let's try to, in the funnel, give a limited time 50% off coupon for people in the funnel because they were new subscribers and see if it sells at 150 bucks half the price. So we did that. It sold much better. So regularly 297, selling at a half price privately in my funnel converted a lot better and people were getting great results. So I learned, okay, the price really made a difference. People actually like the product. They're getting results. They're not saying, oh, I feel like it's missing something or I don't think this is for me. In that instance, it was a price thing. And so for whatever reason, it launched well at almost 300 bucks but in my funnel did not perform as well at 300 bucks. So it performed better at a discount of 150. I, you don't know that till you try it. So in that case, I reduced the price and it worked better. Another course, Automatic Income Academy. Excuse me, Audio, audio Income Project. I got too many courses and two brands that sound the same, similar acronyms, Audio Income Project. I launched this freelance course in 2013 and I launched it at 300 bucks. It was three payments of $99. It did really well at launch, but I found the people that refunded were the people that did the payment plan that were basically getting in for 99 to try it out. And then they'd refund within the first month. The people that paid all up front for it, maybe pay 247 or 267 or whatever up front, they never refunded. And so then what I did the next time around when I launched it again or put it in my funnel is I increased the price. I doubled the price to 600 bucks. So three payments of 199. So the cheapest you could get in would be your first payment of 199. Refunds went down. People, the revenue, either people, the same amount of people bought or revenue stayed the same even with increasing the price. And so I almost, by doubling the price, everything was actually better. You just don't know until you try something different. And I would rather you have data, empirical data, than just a guess of like, well, like this is the price I launched at. I got to keep it that way. So when you've got the right price, you know, because it's still converting well at 1%, people are getting great results. And try like an elastic band to raise it as far as you can. And if you see that conversion rates go down at some point, then you can always back the price back down and keep, keep it at that new sweet spot. And you just don't know what that sweet spot is until you try. And at the end of the day, all of this talk about price I think is really rooted in fear. We want to be accepted. We want people to like us. Um, we want people to feel good about what they bought from us and feel like it was worth it. And we put too much attention on the price side of the equation and not, a much, not enough attention on the value side of the equation. This is where I want to end. 
there is something called price and there's something called value or what something is truly worth. And we alluded to this at the beginning, but if you are feeling insecure about your price point, I'd rather you stop for a moment and do some soul searching and some inner work on finding out the true value of your product. I know some people hate value ladders or value stacking or like, you know, this course is valued at $1,000, but I'm selling it for 100. They think it's made up. They think it's arbitrary. They feel icky with it. There's nothing icky about that. That's another insecurity that you're having to deal with. The reality is you need to find the value of that product for two people and for two reasons. For your customer to know what should this be valued at because they don't know. That's your job as the salesperson to communicate that value. And there's lots of ways to do it, but it's also for you to know that you can feel good about charging whatever you're charging. I have an online course that I charge $500 for that teaches you how to build a business. I feel ridiculously good about charging $500 for that. When people want a discount, I, I just want to slap them in their face. I don't, I don't do that, by the way. But I try to better articulate the value because a $500 course that can help you create a $250,000 a year business relatively easily, the value's insane, right? Like that alone... I can't do the math quick enough, but if you had $250,000 divided by 500, that's a 500X return. And that's an annual income that you could easily build by doing what I teach in that course. So then you get that every year. So then 10 years of that, and you've got a 5,000X return on your investment. So I feel very good about selling a course for $500 that helps you with the business. I, my one-on-one coaching packages start at $30,000. I feel very good charging $30,000 to coach somebody in their business. Why? Because I know if they implement one small thing from our time together or make one small change from our time together, it's gonna be easily a $300,000 change. Because the, the, the people that I'm working with already have a business in place. They have limiting beliefs. They have, they have, they need clarity. They need some wisdom, some strategy, but a lot of times it's just up here in their head. I know that if they, if we have one, which is one breakthrough, it can easily be a $300,000 or more rate return for them on the $30,000 investment they made with me. And that could be annually. So you just have to, it's better to do the work of figuring out what is the true value of your course. Again, it's easier for me. I get it when I'm in a business to business space, but go back to my original business, the recording revolution. It's a business to consumer space, which most people's businesses are. I know that them spending $150 on a mixing course with me is going to give them thousands of dollars worth of value because just by comparing it to what their other options are to get the results, it's the cheapest option. It's cheaper than buying expensive microphones. It's cheaper than going to audio school. But the value that they're gonna get of like the confidence of how good their song sounds, that they would wanna play it for their family and friends, how proud they will feel when their family and friends or fans are like, whoa, what studio did you go to to make this? And they're like, I did this myself in my home studio. You can't even put a price on that. I would say that's an infinite return on investment because that 150 bucks has turned into joy, confidence, like 
opportunities for some of my students. They went on to get record deals or win Grammys. And I'm not saying it's because of me, but their record sounded more professional because of what they learned from my course, that it gave them a fighting chance. Can you put a price on those things? No. So the takeaway for you is do the, the hard work of figuring out what is the true value of what you offer, give it a monetary value, and then show yourself, wow, that's way more than what I'm charging. And then you can charge more and know that it's still more than what you're charging. And you'll feel good because whatever you're charging is infinitely less than the value they're receiving. And that's the difference between price and value. Price should always be less than the value. But I think we way undervalue our products. And so it's a race to the bottom with our prices. Does that make sense? Okay. If that made sense, let me know in a comment below. If it doesn't make sense, then we got to do a part two to this thing. Price elasticity. It's an elastic band. Stretch it. See where, see where that breaking point is and find that sweet spot. I like this stuff. I wish we were hanging out right now because I, I have so many questions for you in terms of where you're at, what you're thinking about when it comes to this. And if you just need some structure for your business and you're like, I'm serious about this, Graham. I want to build this thing. Take my passive income workshop. It's free. It's an on-demand video training. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. If you're watching on YouTube, click the link in the description. Go watch it. You'll have some structure. You'll have some bones to this idea. Then go build this thing. Launch your first thing and then experiment. That's all we're doing in business is experimenting. That's it, my friend. Fun episode. Hope this was helpful and I hope you're doing well. I cannot wait to see you on another episode real soon. We got a lot of big stuff coming. Please consider checking out my book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, anywhere books are sold. Pre-order now. Support me. It would mean a ton. And go get your bonuses at grahamcochran.com slash book as well. Okay. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you in another episode real soon.